Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hello there and welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast. My name is Dean Millard. And this is episode 16. Thank you very much. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when exactly you are listening to this. And remember, it's not just about getting high. It's about getting healthy. This is a wonderful plant. We try to educate and entertain you about the benefits of cannabis and uh, how to properly function and use cannabis. Uh, on this uh, show today, uh, we don't have a main guest. Uh, we, we actually had somebody lined up, but unfortunately they had to um, uh, postpone at the last minute. We will be uh, rescheduling. Uh, so we don't have a uh, main guest. Uh, what we do have, though, is a really fun way to kick off the show. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right, so basically, I want to know what your groove is. Uh, what you are going with, if you are going with any kind of uh, type of cannabis, while listening to the Cannabis 101 podcast. Tell me what you're smoking, what you're eating, whatever it might be, uh, if indeed you are. I am going with a Rio Bravo uh, pre-roll that I picked up from Argyle Spirit Leaf, uh, the Spirit Leaf on uh, Argyle in Edmonton uh, just last weekend. Uh, uh, the very informative Nicole uh, helped me with that, and uh, I'm uh, looking forward to... Uh, uh, meeting Jessica, the owner, uh, very soon. Uh, we do have uh, uh, some Cannabis 101 flyers up at the uh, Argyle Spirit Leaf, so uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, so I'm going with a uh, uh, pre-roll Rio Bravo, and I'm using the Chris Ionson lighting method. If you listen to uh, Chris, who joins us uh, every week for What's That Strain, he told us last week how to properly light your joint so it doesn't go out all the time uh, and it doesn't canoe. And I have a problem with uh, joints canoeing all the time so you just uh, light it rotate it evenly uh, get it going and there you go it's good i re it's one of my favorite strains uh this uh edison rio bravo which is originally wabanaki so that's what my groove is i want to know what your groove is dopest dope i've ever smoked so tell me what you're going with as you roll along in this show. As for what's that strain today, we are doing Kent County Kush from Vertical Cannabis. All right, all right, all right. It's a really nice indica and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. So we'll bring you that uh, segment a little bit later. And on uh, this week in cannabis news, <laughs> more bad news for CanTrust. Uh, you know what, rock bottom. I think for can trust. You took too much, man. You took too much, too much. Yeah, way too much for uh, can trust. So we'll bring you that story in this week in cannabis news. All right, so we have the cannabis character cup going on on our uh, Twitter account at the cannabis one hundred and one. You can also get us on Instagram at the cannabis one hundred and one podcast. We are on Facebook at the cannabis or at cannabis one hundred and one podcast. You can email us cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you are in the cannabis industry and would like to be a guest on this show, reach out uh, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com and I'll uh, try to get back to you as quickly as I can. And you can visit and uh, listen to past episodes at cannabis101podcast.ca. So the Cannabis Character Cup has been going on for a while. As mentioned, you can check out the matchups on Twitter at the Cannabis 101, and today's matchup has a top four seed uh, taking on a toking teddy bear. And basically what we're doing is having a, uh, it's an NCAA style tournament where we match up different cannabis characters against each other. You vote on Twitter and the winner moves on. Uh, so today it's Jeff Spicoli uh, from Fast Times at Ridgemont High uh, taking on Ted from Ted. Uh, so Seth McFarland up against Sean Penn. Uh, Spicoli, a top four seed. The top four seeds are to, uh, The Man, played by Tommy Chong. Pedro Dupacus, uh, played by Cheech Marin. 
The Dude, and Jeff Spicoli. So Spicoli, a number four seed, top four seed, should move on. But there's a lot of Ted fans out there. Right now, Spicoli leading the way 86% to 14%. Uh, you can check it out at the Cannabis 101 on Twitter. Have your vote on who is the greatest cannabis character of all time. Uh, close matchup uh, just uh, concluded. Carl Spackler, uh, played by Bill Murray, of course, from Caddyshack, uh, former greenskeeper. Uh, you know, he uh, grows the grass, and uh, you can, uh, it's the Kentucky bluegrass, and he, uh, with some kind of cush, and you, uh, you can play 18 holes to take it home and uh, smoke the bejesus out of it, as Bill Murray says. Uh, so he took out Eric Foreman from that 70s show uh, in round three. So that continues. It was a, a very narrow, narrow win. I think it was like 57-43. So Spackler now moves on, and he will take on the number one seed, Tommy Chong, in the third match um, in, in, right, in round four. Right now, uh, as mentioned, Spicoli taking on Ted. Uh, later on, still to come in the third round, Slater from Dazed and Confused versus Saul Silver. Um, for obviously played by uh, James Franco. Pedro Dapakis takes on Harold Lee from Harold and Kumar. And Kumar Patel still alive. He faces Ben Stone, uh, who is uh, a character with uh, Saul Silver in uh, Pineapple Express. And uh, Pedro Dapakis, oh yeah, I mentioned that. The Dude and Silent Bob match up, while Jay from Jay and, uh, from Clerks faces Thurgood Jenkins, Dave Chappelle from Half Bake. So we're getting down to uh, close to the uh, fourth round where the matchups are really, really tough and uh, some of the high seeds are moving on. And also want to tell you about, uh, at our uh, Twitter account, uh, we're having a 420 followers contest. So as long as you're following us, once we hit 420, you'll be in the mix for a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. And we have been accumulating some really, really cool stuff. We got some really cool stuff to give away in the next little while. And we're doing that on our YouTube channel as well. The Cannabis 101 Podcast YouTube channel. You can win a red hexagon from Burnt Designs. Yeah, you can get one of those, uh, a red hexagon from Burnt, just for watching the YouTube channel, the uh, the product review of the hexagon Burnt that I have up on our YouTube channel. All you have to do is watch it and tell me what strain I am using. I show you in the video what strain. So the contest runs until the end of September. So watch the video, follow the instructions, enter to win your very own red hexagon from Burnt Designs. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Okay, so our cannabis question today is, what is your biggest complaint when it comes to legalization? I threw this out on Twitter, at the Cannabis 101 and I want people to be civil about this. Uh, we all have our problems with legalization, but I still say it is better than it was before because you have uh, the ability to walk into a store now, buy things without being arrested and knowing exactly what is in it. So I still think it's better and it's gonna get there, but let's civilly discuss. I I've seen a lot of things on social media, particularly Twitter as of late, where it's just such a, it's it's just a negative cesspool at times uh, when it comes to the opinions on on legalization. Is it perfect? No, not at all. It's massively hypocritical, but it's still better than not being legal. That's my opinion of it anyway. So I'll give you my biggest complaint when it comes to legalization, and that's the advertising restrictions. The fact that cannabis is being lumped in with tobacco. While alcohol runs around freely advertising is a massive hypocrisy. And listen, that's my biggest complaint. I hate it. I'm also a person that is trying to make a living off advertising. And when cannabis companies can't advertise, it's hard for podcasts and, and everybody else to make a living. It's hard for uh, cannabis companies to advertise. We're going to talk about it with David Wiley uh, in this week in cannabis news uh, from the Okanagan Z dot com slash oz uh, we talk about this exact thing in one of our stories this week so definitely hands down for me 
it's the advertising restrictions. And I think it's just blatant hypocrisy when you can watch the Super Bowl and see 15 Budweiser ads, but yet you can't tell uh, uh, anybody about cannabis. No, don't worry about that uh, strawberry milkshake looking uh, liqueur, but you can't make anything like gummy. So that's my problem with it. Uh, either they're all restricted, cannabis, tobacco, and alcohol, or you let cannabis and alcohol advertise. Tobacco, we know the massive damage of tobacco. Uh, and you know what? Like Keeping tobacco out of uh, the eyes of kids is great. I, I, I agree with that but it's okay for them to see beer ads all the time. So that's my biggest complaint when it comes to legalization. I think it will get there at some point. I don't expect them to have the legalization of recreational cannabis in Canada figured out in less than a year. I would like it to be a little bit more less restrict or a little bit less restrictive rather. It hopefully will get there. I have faith that they will actually lighten up and allow cannabis um, companies to advertise in a responsible way. Uh, so Pope's nose on Twitter says, uh, his biggest, their biggest complaint rather that they are still doing raids on peaceful growers. The appropriation of cannabis culture from grassroots activity, grassroots activities, legalization would have worked if they would have brought the black market into the fold instead of shutting them out. I think that's a good point. Uh, and you know what, maybe that changes as things go along. Uh, Humboldt Strong on uh, Twitter says the price. We all know we can get it for half the price from our dealers. The price is going to have to come down. The price is going to have to level out. It is crazy how how expensive it can be. Uh, so I think that is definitely going to level out uh, price and quality, uh, getting some votes as well. And it says uh, it drives the dealers out of business and raises prices. Uh, that's probably somebody on the black market. I don't think the black market has been affected that much because the price is so expensive. Uh, now quality, I'll agree that uh, for the first little while, the cannabis that I was getting from local stores was a little bit dry. Then they started putting some of the packs in there and sealing it properly. Um, I have uh, rarely been disappointed. Uh, with uh, cannabis that I've bought through uh, different stores. Uh, I, I think, you know, and you might disagree, and that's totally fine. Everybody's allowed to have their own opinion. But I don't have a problem with uh, the, the the quality uh, that I've picked up from the most part. Yeah, here and there, there's been uh, some things that uh, weren't great, um, but everything has that. Uh, you sometimes get a corked bottle of wine. Uh, sometimes beer tastes bad as well. So, uh, I, I listen... I'm, I'm still new to the cannabis industry, so, um, you know, don't think I'm uh, trying to suck up to anybody because I don't have anybody uh, that's advertising on this show. So uh, I am just uh, new and, and exploring the different things about cannabis and learning as I go. And uh, maybe in a year, I'll feel differently that the, uh, uh, the, the industry hasn't yet taken certain steps forward. So uh, let me know on, tw on Twitter, at the Cannabis 101 what has been your biggest complaint as far as legalization? And again, let's try to be a little bit uh, civil with this. All right, so what goes well with? That's anything that pairs well with cannabis. For me, it is uh, sitting on a park bench. I, I, went, I had an appointment in downtown Edmonton today, and I got there a little bit early, and uh, I sat on a park bench uh, overlooking the River Valley, and uh, I, I, I had a, a pre-roll um, for, that I, uh, I rolled up from uh, uh, from uh, Blue Dream that I had at home, and man, it was awesome. I sat there uh, looking out on a bright, sunny day at some beautiful colors, watched some chipmunks roll, roll, roam around, and uh, enjoyed a, a little bit of a pre-roll for Blue Dream. It was just gorgeous. So, uh, you know, that's nature watching, right? Um, cannabis pairs well with nature because it comes from nature so for me sitting on a park bench uh, goes well with cannabis hit me up on twitter at the cannabis 101 uh, let me know what you like to do what you pair well with cannabis what's happening we'll tell you right now on this week in cannabis news another edition of this week in cannabis news with david wiley from okanagan z 
facebook.com slash OZ. You can check out their site for all the latest cannabis news, and you can sign up for their email newsletter. David, how are you today? Hello, hello. I'm doing well. Sorry to miss you last week. No, we did miss you last week. I had to carry the segment, and, and arguing and debating with myself is not as much fun <laughs> as uh, going back and forth uh, with you and discussing the latest stories. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it, we could almost get a sponsorship for this segment just for our first story alone because we have talked <laughs> about it so much because it has it's been one of the big stories of the summer uh, for the cannabis industry, and that's that can trust has disclosed that their license has been suspended. Yeah, summer scandal, exactly. Uh, CanTrust has had a, a rough go for a while now, and Health Canada's finally decided on its punishment for the company after they, you might remember them, uh, from growing thousands of kilograms of unlicensed cannabis behind temporary walls. Or, of course, the embarrassing story of their CEO at the time actually appearing in a company video in front one of, of one of said fake walls. So CanTrust uh, has disclosed that it's received a letter this week from Health Canada notifying them of a notice of license suspension under Section 641 of the Cannabis Act. Uh, the company can still finish its current crop, but it can't fully process or sell it. And CanTrust is basically hanging on by a thread at this point in time. There is a, that small ray of light for the company. Health Canada says that it can reinstate the license if, and I quote, the reasons for the suspension no longer exist or if CanTrust demonstrates that the suspension was unfounded. Not really much chance of that happening. Uh, along with growing illegal weed, this company was also found uh, in violation of other things that another facility had, including that it had built two areas without prior approval. It found that lack security and lack quality assurance. It's just been an absolute and total gong show over at Cantrop. Yeah, you know, even if they, you know, if, if they can get their license back and, uh, you know, get in back in the good graces with Health Canada, um, investors and, uh, you know, supporters of uh, this company, uh, you know, may have lost faith in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the next question being posed is whether or not they could see a buyout. Um, and, of course, update to our previous dis- discussion about CanTrust on the uh, TSX and S&P Composite Index. They were actually deleted from that index on September 13th. I mean, they can still be traded, but uh, and they're still on the TSX. But, you know, having being removed from that listing is definitely a big hit for them. Yeah, no kidding. All right, uh, let's get on to a, a good story. And it's uh, a celebrity endorsement uh, for CBD. <laughs> and this is coming from Kim Kardashian, who... You know, whether you like her or not, has a massive influence on a lot of people. And she says she wouldn't take a Xanax or an Ambien again. Uh, She's relying on CBD for a host of things, especially falling asleep. And, uh, you know, this is is going to push the movement of CBD because Kim Kardashian is doing it. And, you know, that's a good thing for the cannabis industry that they get these celebrity endorsements. It's, it's really good news. It's nice to have people that are well-known come out and, you know, talk down the stigma and normalize cannabis. Uh, it's not just Snoop Dogg, Willie Nelson, Seth Rogen. Uh, there's actually a host of celebrities who partake in pot. Some of them may surprise you. Kim Kardashian actually surprised me when she confessed to People Magazine that, uh, and the word confess, of course, is a bit of a loaded word. Mm-hmm. Uh, she basically told People Magazine that it helps her sleep. You know, between keeping up with the Kardashians, raising four kids, running a bunch of businesses, uh, she's got not much time to herself, but says that CBD helps her relax. Uh, Among that list, too, of other celebrities, you have Patrick Stewart, who says he likes to space out with cannabis. You know him from playing Captain Picard, perhaps, in Star Trek The Next Generation. My geek is showing right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, Professor X, too, from X-Men. So he's an advocate for medicinal cannabis, and he's in his 70s and uses CBD daily to help ease his arthritis pain. Uh, Oprah Winfrey's best friend, Gail King, actually opened up on the Ellen Show last year saying that Oprah likes to smoke a little bit of weed. She wouldn't say any more than that, but, uh, you know, I'd love to see her uh, stay on her Oprah Show, and you get some CBD, and you get some CBD. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite is uh, actually Barack Obama who had first, uh, past president, of course, first admitted to, to using uh, a little bit of puff puff 
and it was 1995 memoir from my father. And uh, there was another author that came out with a recent book saying that uh, basically these days Obama just loves to spend his time playing video games at home, chatting on the phone with his celebrity pals and smoking some cannabis to relax. Um, so Ashley has some trivia here for you, Gene. Who among these three celebrities is also 420 friendly? Are you up for that uh, for that trivia challenge? All right. So between Oprah, Obama. No, nope, no. Nope. Oh, sorry. I've okay. Got four, I've, I have three new ones for you. Is it A, Jennifer Aniston, B, David Letterman, C, Susan Sarandon, or actually D, all of the above? I'm going all of the above. It is, in fact, all of the above. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Because I, I, I know Jennifer Aniston has... Susan Sarandon, you know she does. You just have to watch Bull Durham, and, and I jest. But uh, <laughs> Susan, I, I think uh, I, I think all of those three people are groovy and uh, would enjoy uh, the cannabis every once in a while. I wonder how many jokes David Letterman wrote while he was high. No kidding, eh? No <laughs> kidding. Uh, that is awesome. And you know what? It's not just actors. Um, it's spread to the sports world. R Rob Gronkowski, who recently retired from the Patriots, said he's had over 20 concussions in his career. Uh, his dad got him on CBD because he was having massive foot issues, and he used a, a topical, and it allowed him to get back and play football. A lot of people think he mm. might come back and play football, but I don't know. But he has actually joined up with a company, and he was at the uh, New York Stock Exchange and promoting it like it was a wrestling video. He was so into it. And uh, Calvin Johnson, former receiver for the uh, Detroit Lions, uh, he is in the cannabis business um, the PG, a ton of golfers are, are using CBD because, um, you know, athlete recovery is so important. And, and I had Rob Shrimp, a former NHLer, former Oiler, on my uh, show recently to talk about, uh, you know, how uh, CBD has helped him. And, you know, he is uh, completely off his um, pharmaceutical medication for his mental health issues because he is using mm -hmm. CBD. So um, athletes that are, are trying to recover and athletes that just want to keep up with everybody else really getting into CBD, which, which we know has all these, uh, a lot of healing properties. And we know that more research is going to be done and all the, uh, the rest uh, of the uh, cannabinoids are going to be discovered. So uh, I love that, uh, you know, celebrities, athletes endorse it because whether you like it or not, they do have influence. And this is something that they can influence the public in a good way. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's so much research being done now, too, on how cannabis can help with concussions and concussion recovery. I love that this is happening. Mm -hmm. Me too. Uh, I don't like what's happening in your province or my province or uh, any province, although in Alberta, you can do what BC has decided not to allow. Uh, so take us through this story, what the BC government is banning when it comes to advertising. Oh boy. Yeah, this one, this one hurts. This even personally is someone in the media. Um, but it, it is a problem for a lot of cannabis professionals in this province. You know, one of the few certain ways that cannabis brands and publications could actually advertise and guaranteeing on having uh, info viewed by those who are under 19 was to distribute them or make them available in the licensed establishments. And the BC government this week has actually issued uh, new restrictions that forbid marketing cannabis any way in any licensed establishment. It's such a bizarre move. It blows my mind, especially considering that the provincial government here actually has its own booze magazine that advertises its own liquor store products that they distribute in their own liquor stores. I mean, come on. It's such a weird double standard. And uh, Business of Vancouver got a hold of this, uh, this liquor and cannabis regulation grant issue directive uh, that was sent out recently, and it, it goes to pretty much everybody. Uh, LCRB staff, licensees, industry associations, local governments, first nations, police agencies. It's, uh, it's really handcuffing the industry and you know bc liberals here not to get too political but bc liberals who are uh, in opposition right now have been saying for a while that those the ruling bc ndp here is bungling cannabis and i'm i'm starting to uh, i'm starting to see that that is absolutely happening and you, even if you look at what happened in revelstoke recently i love bringing this up because it's just so frustrating and such a good highlight of how to uh reinforce cannabis stigma uh, 
BC, you can't grow cannabis anywhere where it's visible to the public. And uh, Revelstoke couple learned that the hard way by having their uh, search warrant executed on their house because they had three plants that you could see from the road. So it's, it's you know, I, all I can do is just continue to encourage policymakers to, to keep cannabis uh, normalized. And these kinds of moves just hinder that. Yeah, I, I really hope this uh, lightens up as we go. I know from talking for, with Anne McClellan, uh, you know, who led the task force for the recommendations, uh, she thinks alcohol should be treated the same way as uh, cannabis and cigarettes are being treated. And, and you know, if, if you're going to if you're going to uh, hide one, you should hide them all or let them all. You know, we know tobacco yeah. is, is dangerous. Um, and we also know if you talk to a doctor about the excess of alcohol being dangerous, um, you know, cannabis is a little bit different, but if you're going to group them, group one, you should group them all. They should all be the same, or you should allow cannabis to be like alcohol. That's my personal opinion. I think we will get there at some point, but I think the government is being really, really cautious with this, uh, and, and once the research is done, David, we know uh, that there's going to be health benefits to be promoted with this, uh, with, you know, when you're using it the right way. I don't think the government of Canada is ever going to promote uh, lighting up a joint uh, because you're, you're <laughs> inhaling uh, and you're, you're, it's combusting. But um, there, there's going to have to be a, a point in time where this industry takes a step forward and, and, and advertising is going to have to be part of that step. I'll be curious to see what happens with the next round of legalization this fall and whether that starts to change things a little bit. So fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're all waiting for uh, December when we can wake up on Christmas Day with uh, vapes and edibles. Uh, (laughs) No gummies, though. No gummies, but uh, vapes and edibles. Okay, Uh, this is another story that uh, frustrates me. And, um, you know, in the the movement to normalize cannabis, this is... uh, forcing it backwards, uh, Tim Horton's Wi-Fi um, is blocking some legal cannabis sites, not all of them. And uh, incidentally, some of the illegal sites uh, were actually accessed, but uh, Leafly actually did a bit of an investigation on this. If you'll excuse the dad joke, the only pot allowed at Timmy's is the coffee pot. Nice, nice. (laughs) Do love my dad jokes. I personally remember the days when Tim Hortons was synonymous with Canada, really conjured up those old memories of early morning hockey practices and mm-hmm. binging on Timbits as a kid, you know, all that other happy nostalgia. Everyone's got their, their uh, Tim Hortons memory. And now it really feels like all I think about is bad food and bad press when it comes to this chain. Uh, yet came to light, like you said, that the internet filter system that they use on their free Wi-Fi, I guess beggars shouldn't be choosers that is free Wi-Fi, uh, but it does block cannabis websites, uh, along with other things, you know, like pornography. I don't sure. know if that's putting them in the same category, but eh, make the inference. Mm-hmm. At least we attempted to browse a number of these cannabis websites. They found that they couldn't access the Ontario Cannabis Store, Tilray, even their own Leafly site. So, yeah, access to that page apparently had been blocked due to inappropriate content. And not even the, the media relations people would return Leafly's calls, so... I guess maybe they haven't figured out quite what they want to say on this yet. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a, a, another way uh, that people, um, you know, it, it, to me, it sounds like Tim Hortons is saying uh, we don't want to have anything to do with something that is totally legal. Um, and and I like the one comment in the story that says they can't make they can't stop us from making our calls because you know a lot of people in the industry want to go to Tim Hortons, relax, have a coffee make some calls. Uh, so you, you might not be able to search on the internet, but they can't prevent you from making calls about legal <laughs> cannabis. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, hopefully again, like we've, like we've stressed a few times, hopefully things will change and people will see cannabis for what it is. Mm-hmm. Excellent stuff, David. As usual, people can check out your site, okanaganz.com slash OZ, and they can sign up for your email newsletter. Thanks as always. We'll do it next week. Yeah, thank you. Look forward to it. Have a great week. You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Time now for Cannabis Characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs> and beyond. It's a blue. 
care with that, man. Uh, is it heavy stuff, man? <laughs> All right, this week on Cannabis Characters, going with a uh, character, uh, a, a guy who uh, played in this character who is uh, no longer with us anymore. Unfortunately, uh, Peter Fonda has uh, passed away uh, recently. And uh, I'm going with uh, Wyatt uh, from Easy Rider. Uh, he took out Turtle from Entourage in uh, round one, and then he fell to uh, Thurgood Jenkins in round two. Uh, so this is uh, Wyatt, uh, Peter Fonda's character from Easy Rider. Fonda and Dennis Hopper hook up with Jack Nicholson and they're uh, sitting around a campfire and Jack takes a hefty swig uh, from his whiskey and does his uh, trademark chicken wing move. Yeah, he does a little nick, 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 nick every time he takes a drink. It's uh, it's quite a funny thing that uh, Jack Nicholson's uh, character does in that regard. So Fonda's character Wyatt, uh, he uh, rolls a joint and then uh, offers it to his new friend, George. Do this instead. Oh, no thanks. I got some uh, store-bought right over here in my own. No, man. This is grass. You, you mean marijuana? Yeah. So Nicholson's character, George, uh, he grabs the joint, smells it, and he seems to be fairly surprised. Go ahead, George, light it up. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I couldn't do that. I mean, I've got enough problems with the, with the booze and all. I mean, uh, I can't afford to get hooked. Oh, you won't get hooked. Yeah, well, I know, but I mean, it, it, uh, it leads to harder stuff. So some pretty strong reefer madness mentality going on in that scene, and that was the message uh, being spread back then. Still is to some degree, but it's lessening thankfully and then Wyatt uh, being the uh, cool customer that he is uh, convinces George to give the weed a try but he does have to uh, help him out with it uh, a little bit well uh, that's, that's got a real nice uh, taste to it though I don't suppose it'll do me much good though I mean I'm so used to the booze and everything you've got to hold it in your lungs longer George yeah, you got to inhale, hold it in your lungs, dude. So from there, Dennis Hopper and Jack Nicholson, uh, their characters start talking about UFOs while uh, Fonda's Wyatt just uh, chills out. It's an awesome movie, some heavy-hitting actors. One of them is Wyatt, played by Peter Fonda in Easy Rider as our cannabis character today. What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis store manager and educator. to get into what's that strain our educator chris ionson where you can you can find him at the off-white uh, location of nova cannabis chris thanks as always for being here thanks for having me dean not a problem okay kent county kush is uh, what we're doing bit of a tongue twister so i appreciate the effort uh, that they went with the name and obviously there's a good story uh, this is an indica that we're doing and it's from vertical cannabis tell us a little bit about vertical cannabis yeah, absolutely. Uh, Vertical Cannabis. Uh, so they're uh, out of Ontario. They're an Ontario LP. Um, their uh, parent company is AG Medica Bioscience Incorporated. And their recreational brand of cannabis is Vertical Cannabis. Um, so they're kind of known for high quality cannabis. Uh, they're definitely a, a bit on the pricier side here mm -hmm. in, the, in the Alberta rec market. Um, but uh, I think in time that price will come down once you know costs level out. Uh, but definitely uh, worth worth the money. They're definitely a high quality uh, producer. Yeah, you. It, this is uh, one of those cases where um, you know it, people might not be able to uh, uh, grab it all the time. But when they uh, are feeling like something, uh, that you're going to get what you pay for in this one. So if you are going to spend a little bit more money every once in a while, this is definitely something you're going to be spending your money on, and it's going to be worthwhile. And it's going to pay off at the end. 
You said it. Uh, that's exactly it. And we'll get people that come in and, and they'll say, oh, like, you know, man, having a bad day. I want to treat myself today. Uh, and they will, you know, spend a little extra, get that uh, little bit better quality cannabis, and, and it is worth it in the end. Yeah, the, the odd time, uh, if you're a wine connoisseur, you'll spend a little bit more to get a, a bottle of duck horn or something because it's maybe your favorite. So that's maybe where... Uh, this falls into, and you know they they really are known for their high quality cannabis. Mm-hmm. For sure, um, they kind of see themselves as the go-to brand uh, in terms of like steady and consistent and trusted cannabis. Uh, from the start, they've been committed to producing superior and distinguished pr- products uh, by using a, a best-in-class technology. Uh, they've got this large indoor farmer-grade production facility in Chatham, Ontario. Uh, it's really cool facility where they actually grow on a tiered level system. So within their one big grow room, they've got uh, three tiers of plants uh, growing one on top of the other, on top of the other. Wow, it's uh, not a technique that uh, I've heard a lot about. Um, You know, what's the end result of uh, a three-tiered growing system? Uh, I think uh, the, the main thing is that uh, surface area, mm-hmm. um, they're able to grow, get more more growing uh, happening there. Uh, but their plants, uh, they grow a little bit shorter. They're not going to grow as tall as some of the other growers. Uh, so with that, you're going to get smaller colas coming off their buds. So when you do get a vertical, you know, eighth, um, it's usually a lot of small small little nuggets in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, are they potent. Man, are they, is the terpene f- flavor and profile, uh, it's up there. It's it's noticeable when you smell it, when you taste it, when you smoke it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I remember the first eighth I got a vertical uh I was upset, and I was like, what is this? You know, it's a, it's a pricey eight, and I, I expected to see some big nugs. And, right. Um, but then as soon as I tried it that first time, it was it was fine. I didn't mind the size at all. Yeah. Um, you know, they see themselves as the go-to brand. That's kind of a, uh, a bit of a slogan. You know what else would be good is uh, good things call in, come in small packages because – this is an example of, uh, you know, you see it in uh, whatever walk of life, whether it's sports, business, uh, different things, uh, size isn't everything. And sometimes we talk about, uh, you know, not always the highest THC is yeah. going to get you the, the, the biggest high. Uh, it's the entourage effect. And you don't have, you know, we all love opening it up and seeing a giant bud, but <laughs> it doesn't mean it has to be that way yeah. is, is what, you know, kind of what we're trying to get at. So when you open this and you look that you see small buds, don't worry because mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to enjoy it as it goes. So size isn't everything is kind of, I think a, a good example in, in this strain. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. All right. So their website is verticalcannabis.ca. Not a lot on there right now, but there will be. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, the website uh, isn't much to be desired right now, but they are going through a rebranding uh, stage. So uh, I imagine the website will be getting revamped once they've, uh, you know, released the new mm-hmm. uh, the new logo and the new look. Uh, I did get a little bit of a sneak peek. It looked uh, looked awesome and amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm pumped, pumped to see it come out. All right, so... Keep your eye on uh, verticalcannabis.ca. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, the history of this. Um, you know, in some cases we've done land race strains. This is uh, this is not a land race strain. This is um, a strain that we don't know a whole lot about. You know, those land race strains you can trace them back to their origins. This one's a little bit more tricky mm-hmm. to find out about. You, you had to do some homework for this. Yeah, for sure. It's a bit trickier. Um, so the lineage of Kent County Kush, uh, there's definitely some some blueberry Kush in there. Uh, it's a pr- proprietary phenotype, uh, but it's crossed with an unknown uh, variant. Um, so it's not straight blueberry Kush, uh, but there is some genetics in there mm-hmm. uh, similar to it. So a lot of good body effects with it, just like the uh, blueberry kush we talked about on a mm-hmm. couple episodes ago. Haven Street, uh, yeah. 402. 402, that's right. Um, so so yeah, this, I, yeah, this is a lineage of blueberry kush, but as you mentioned, there's something uh, unknown that kind of takes it away from blueberry kush a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. This It's not it's not a straight blueberry kush. Um, okay. Yeah, it's got a little bit more fun to it. Okay, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so let's get into the uh, THC and CBD levels. Yeah, so uh, the batch we've got here today, uh, THC came in at 17.74% THC, mm-hmm. and the CBD was uh, 0.03, less than zero. 
Okay. Um, and notable, I got to bring this up. Um, the batch that we have here, the THCA uh, percentage on it is 2.39. Okay, so this is something that we have not discussed yet on what's that strain. Uh, just when you go back to the 17.74 THC, that uh, puts it in that uh, mid-range area there, but now you're adding THCA mm -hmm. and a lot of it. Tell us about THCA and 2.39% being a high number. Yeah, that's a big number uh, for sure. So THCA is... Um, is the THC in, in the cannabis uh, before it's been decarbed, so before you've heated it up and, and actually activated it to get the full potential of the THC. Um, so the THCA, if you were to just kind of eat this cannabis, take it out of its package, put it in your mouth, chew it, eat it, swallow it, um, that's kind of the idea with uh, the percentage that you, you would get. You would get high off that. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, normally you don't, right? Like uh, yeah, it, you would want to decarb your all your edibles. People always say decarb before you. Mm -hmm. uh, but you and know. you wouldn't get you wouldn't get floored off no, of it. No, but uh, you would get something. Yeah. So now THCA in in some of the other strains that are out there, you know the numbers are like two point three nine. That's a big number compared to it what is. is on some other strains. Yeah, yeah. So when you when you look at a, a recreational cannabis package, uh, you know. I'm, I'm sure our readers have noticed there is the two THC percentages, and one's usually a lot smaller than the other one. Uh, and kind of the general percentage that people come in looking for is that higher percentage. Oh, I, this sunsets at 23%. Um, and that's that's typically you know what you're after, mm -hmm. and that's what the effects you'll get from you know lighting that cannabis up and and smoking it. Um, but uh, with the higher THCA, like the standard the standard stuff that we'll see in the stores, like 0.3. 0.4%, uh, 0.7. Uh, yeah, with this Kent County, though, we're sitting at a 2.39, so uh, very high THCA. Over two times uh, the amount. And so that is going to give a different kind of effect, is it not, yeah. uh, when you do smoke it? Yeah, and, I mean, with that, it's that's something that... that um, kind of a personal experience that uh, my staff and I are actually, we're, we're exploring at a store level. Uh, you know, when we receive our, our new shipment of cannabis, uh, one of my staff members, she'll actually go through the list of, uh, and normally we, we record all the THC percent, the CBD mm -hmm. percent. Um, she will record down the THCAs on, on a separate list and mark down which ones are the higher ones. Uh, recently, we had some DNA kosher kush that came in at like 1.57. Mm -hmm. uh, and that one hit hard. Like uh, you, you smoke half a, half a little pinner of it myself personally. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good here. Um, don't exactly have that scientific explanation about it yet. That's something that I know that they're still doing testing right. on. But our own kind of little experimentation that we've been doing, uh, we found that uh, the the greater the THC number, uh, the harder it, it it hits. Okay, uh, so it does give a bit of a boost. Yeah, uh, it does. It it's does. Like a, it's like uh, you take your seventeen point, uh, uh, what are we, seventeen point seven four percent, and oh, here's an ad, here's a booster for it uh, mm -hmm. that's going to give you an extra jump. So I, I like that. And, mm -hmm. But also something to be aware of if you are going out to purchase this and you don't have a lot of uh, cannabis experience, look at both of those numbers. Yeah. And, and a number that's in the twos, that's really high. It may have a, a, a much stronger effect on you if you're new to cannabis yeah. or if you're experienced with cannabis. It's, it's just... A just good thing for the beginners to know, don't be thinking, oh, I can handle this 17%. There's a little bit additive to that, right? Yeah, for sure. It's just something to keep in mind. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I like, uh, I, the, the one thing I love about this segment is the advice uh, that we can give to people of, of their various levels of cannabis experience. And I think, I think that's a responsible uh, way for us to do this. Uh, you're not going to get people trying cannabis again if they have a terrible experience because they jumped in the deep end. Mm-hmm. For sure, you want to ease people into it. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so what's in a name? Uh, this is, uh, it's called Kent County Kush. It's proprietary. I'm thinking some geography has something to do with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, so it's named after the area where it's grown. So in uh, Chatham, Ontario, there's the Chatham-Kent County area. Um, and so that's where the stuff is, was grown. Uh, and it's some of the most fertile land uh, in the in the world. I've talked to a few people from back Ontario, and they've mentioned that uh, that area is known for the soil there. The farmer mm. farmers are very proud of their soil there. Um, and it's right on Lake Erie too, so the Great Lakes. Um, mm. 
yeah, so Kent County Cush, just named after uh, where where it was grown. So not as not as fun of a name, but uh, but but a good, interesting historical. And you know what? Uh, if if I ever uh, had a strain, I'd probably call it Six Fourteen Rideau because that's the street and uh, where I grew <laughs> up in Brandon, Manitoba. So uh, I like that they named after where it is and. You know, uh, that, that's so amazing that, uh, you know, in Canada, we have some of the most fertile soil in the world. So let's yeah. grow one of the best crops in the world uh, there. And uh, I like that yeah. they're uh, taking advantage of it. Okay, so the look we kind of mentioned earlier about uh, uh, small buds, but don't let that deter you. Yeah. Um, tell me about the, uh, the colors that you see in this one and that uh, our listeners can... Uh, expect to see because I really think uh, grabbing your uh, cannabis taking it home uh, putting it under a light you use a, a microscope do you not yeah yeah, yeah. and, and explore uh, it flashlights right? and I, I really like to get a lot of light in there and really see the trichomes kind of glisten and shine yeah okay so what are we looking at with this one uh, so I mean as you mentioned very small nugs for sure um, we've got kind of a dark forest green on on the color of the buds uh, and we've got like a light brown on the pistols mm -hmm. so it's a Kind of subtle color, nothing too too vi vibrant, um, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, looks, you know, it looks great. A lot of times you look at, uh, you know, for a lot of people think marijuana is only green, uh, but there are different colors. Sometimes purples, sometimes uh, like a blood orange red. Yeah, sometimes brown on the tie stick and, stuff. Yeah, brown on the tie, and you know, uh, orange is a fairly common color for uh, pistols. But here we have a a light brown, and I guess that's you know we don't know the lineage of this, so we don't mm -hmm. know where maybe that comes in. But uh, it definitely has a bit of a different look to it. Uh, uh, certainly a darker. Even when you grind it up, it's uh, you know, it's not black dark, but it does have that uh, that dark look to it and terpene time man uh, I, yeah. lo I love this we find out what makes up this plant yeah for sure so we've got uh, four main terpenes to the Kent County Kush uh, the first one your favorites karyophyllene yeah so that's the uh, smell and taste like uh, uh, black pepper that spicy kind of flavor mm -hmm. uh, side note I had a, a really spicy cigar last night and I was like oh I like this taste in my cigars too. I don't have Alsaris <laughs> often, but uh, I like that spiciness in that too. Nice. So uh, karyophylline, uh, it gets the number one for me all the time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the second one is a, is a new one we haven't uh, talked about on the show yet. Uh, it's awesomeine. Okay, tell me about awesomeine. So awesomeine is a bit more of a rare terpene. Uh, it's known to be sweet and herbaceous. Mm. Um, kind of like a citrus and woodsy kind of a combination there. Um, so it's it's nice, uh, yeah. Like I I think this bud smells really nice. It yeah. does, yeah. yeah. It, it it really did. Uh, okay, so karyophyllene, awesomeine, yeah. and what else are we going uh, with? We've got humulene, uh, which is uh, kind of an earthy, woodsy. Mm -hmm. uh, and humulene is also uh, known to be an appetite suppressant. Uh, so uh, for people out there that, uh, you know, are you know trying to get away from the munchies. That's right. You want to find uh, some cannabis with humulene in it. And, okay. and that's not to say, like, smoke bud with humulene, you won't eat a thing. <laughs> yeah, of Because uh, yeah. everyone's different, but that's the general kind of consensus with, that's what with that, that terpene. Yeah, that's what that terpene is known to. Yeah. Uh, to help with. Uh, okay, and what's the fourth one? Uh, linalool. And so that's the floral and lavender. Kind that's of the one that reminds me of my mom's flower garden when mm -hmm. I was a kid. When I was supposed to be doing papers, but instead I was sitting on the uh, steps of our house reading the paper, mm -hmm. uh, and I would just, you know, breathe in that lavender. Um, and, and now I know kind of where it comes from, uh, linalool. I really like that. So karyophyllene, osamine, humulene, and linoleen, if you're uh, keeping track at home in your terpene scorecard. Mm -hmm. uh, what about desired effects? This is a indica, and you know sometimes we do indicas that are like uh, you know don't have anything planned when you have this because you're going to sink into the couch. And um, you know one we did recently was like this is a great after dinner strain. So where where would you classify Kent County Kush? Uh, from vertical cannabis. Uh, so I'm going to say it's it's ideal for uh, later in the night, um, or maybe a couple hours after dinner. Maybe not right after dinner. Um, it is more of a, a sedative high for sure. Uh, it's deep, heavy high. Uh, I find it gives me lots of laughs. Uh, do I, when I when I smoke it, uh, feelings of euphoria kind of are very present, uh, and it's very calming and relaxing. That's kind of a big one for me. Well, I can tell you uh, that earthiness uh, 
uh, taste, um, or you know, we talked about with those terpenes. You can really, really uh, taste that. Uh, so, um, what do you taste when you uh, when you have Kent County Kush? What do you usually get? The the main thing is that that earthy for sure, um, kind of that dirt kind of taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but also there's like sweetness to it and a little bit of floral. It's kind of a, a good little mix, uh, even with hints of citrus. Mm-hmm. The, I, the 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 earthy one is really 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 strong though. Like that's what uh, hits you, and then it's like oh okay. Maybe a little bit of lime, lemon, uh, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a feel to it or taste to it. So uh, I like that sweet uh, floral hints of citrus, but uh, definitely strong, strong earthy taste. So that's uh, Kent County Kush, and you know, we talked about it. it's uh, got some of the best soil in the world where this is grown, and you can really taste that uh, uh, when you're going with it. Okay, something uh, we want to talk about is uh, you obviously work in the cannabis industry, mm-hmm. um, and and we've talked about this many times. You, you were formerly in the uh, hospitality industry and uh, working in different bars. Um, this is a uh, an entertainment uh, re- recreational industry, so, but it's much different uh, than the bar scene, obviously, uh, that you were working on. Uh, this is a great career that you've embarked on. You really like it. And we're going to give some people uh, some advice on how maybe they can get into a career similar to yours. So if you yeah. want to work in the cannabis industry, what's the first step, Chris? For sure. Um, well, the first step, I, I, I'd recommend, highly recommend uh, being passionate about cannabis. Uh, that's definitely something that stores are going to look for. Uh, but let's let's get into the requirements uh, first. Um, so to work in a cannabis store here in Alberta, um, there's two, two main things that you need. You need to get your QCW, uh, and that stands for your Qualified Cannabis Worker Permit. And so th- what that is, it's a two-page document that you got to kind of fill out some information about your past. Um, you need to get a criminal record check done, and you need a copy of your passport or birth certificate. And you got to get all those kind of in order and submit them to the AGLC, and they're going to process it uh, and make sure that you do qualify to work in a cannabis store. And then once they do, they'll send you a letter in the mail with your certification. Uh, and there's also a cell safe certification, and that's uh, very similar to ProServe uh, with alcohol. Okay. And so it's an online course. Um, it's a three to four hour online course. Uh, I, I got it done in two hours. It's pr- pretty simple, uh, com- common sense kind of stuff. Uh, but th- I mean, there's um, a bunch of knowledge and information during that couple of hours, and then there's tests. Um, Pretty, pretty straightforward stuff, though. Once you get those two things, you can technically work in a store. So those are like requirements. I can't just hire anybody off the street. So before you even apply for a job, before you even go talk to Chris yeah. Ionson at Off-White uh, location of yeah. Nova Cannabis, you have to get this stuff done. Once you get that stuff done, come in and see you. That's right. Or is that the, is, you know, would you just suggest approaching a, a shop and asking for an application? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, depending on the shop, um, uh, but yeah, with with uh, with Nova Cannabis, I mean, I would just recommend popping into your local Nova that you know is is in your neighborhood and you'd love to work there. Uh, ask to speak to the manager, bring your resume down, um, mention that you've got your QCW and your cell safe. Because um, with it, right now the industry is is growing. Uh, we are in a, a mad growth spurt right now. Um, all kinds of uh, uh, movement in, in the industry. Uh, we have uh, currently we have ten novas in Alberta, one in Ontario. But uh, geez, by the end of the year, we're probably looking to double that mm-hmm. here in Alberta. So uh, lots of room to growth. Uh, and right now, I've got you know a bunch of staff that have been doing this for almost a year now. They're they're all going to be uh, getting bumped up to the next level up. So uh, we've got room for for people that want to get into the cannabis industry and that are you know passionate about it. And um, yeah, it's a great place to work. We have a lot of fun. Um, and like I said, lots of room for growth. All right. So why should you get into the cannabis industry? Why, why should somebody listening at home, uh, tell me, uh, tell me about what you love about your job. What, what, what would you tell somebody? Pretend I want to get into it. Sell me on it. Oh boy. Um, well, I mean, for me, for, for my own personal story, uh, just cannabis has been a huge part of my life for, for years and years and years and years. So, um, the fact that, you know, this industry came up and I got the opportunity to get into it, um, just worked out so well for me. So, uh, I think the best part about it though is, you know, you go into work, um, people come in and, and you talk cannabis with them all day. Uh, You're helping them, helping them. Right. So you get a lot of people come in and say, Hey, I'm, I'm new to cannabis. What does sativa mean? You uh, know, and, and at, at one time, honestly, I wrote in my phone, what a sativa is 
What an indicate? Because I couldn't remember. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Mix them up. I used to buy fifty dollars in a bag from a friend. Yeah. You know, and that's what that's what was my cannabis experience. Yeah. And now I started going into stores, and I didn't know. And and you know, don't you? Uh, um, you know, as much as you love uh, talking with a, a cannabis sewer, uh, very experienced, don't you love being able to help somebody on their with their first steps of their journey into cannabis? Isn't that uh, fulfilling? Yeah, yeah. And and like you said, I do I do love you know talking to people that know what they're talking about. But I'm gonna say my my favorite person to deal with in the store is uh, maybe that uh, that elderly couple that uh, you know. Weren't, weren't exactly down with cannabis before legalization and now they're they've seen some articles on the news and they're right. they're here for more information and oh man like i get those people i just i light up i, I that's what i want i want to be able to take you through every aspect of my store and explain it to you and tell you about thc and cbd and terpenes and the difference between indicas and sativas um yeah it's it's a an amazing job and like i said we have a lot of fun too like all, all the staff in the cannabis store is Everyone's happy to be there. Everyone loves what they do. So um, I feel like that kind of reflects too with uh, when you come in as a patron, as a customer, you, you see it in the staff uh, when they're all having a good mood and, uh, you know, having fun with each other. Um, we keep it professional, but uh, we definitely have a lot of fun. Oh, that is awesome. Are you guys still doing the educational nights? Yeah, we are. Yeah, every Thursday at all Nova locations between 6 and 7 p.m. How do you find those are going? Do you, uh, I, I think those are great. I'm going to have to get out to one just because I want to experience it because uh, no matter how much you think you know about cannabis, you probably don't know everything. I, I, I don't think there is one person out there that knows everything about maybe Tommy Chong. Maybe it's Tommy <laughs> Chong. I don't know. Um, he's Canadian. Uh, that would help. But... I think anybody can learn something from those. So, uh, do, do you find that uh, you know people are starting to really gravitate towards them? Yeah, yeah, they definitely have uh, have taken off. Uh, people, it's been well received. Uh, I find I find at my my location, the off white location, Thursdays a very busy day for us. So, um, it's usually uh, a little bit like uh, less less interactions. It's, mm -hmm. We're pretty wild there, um, but I, I know all the other Novas. Um, you know, they've got little areas set up where you can come in and just, um, the, the point of these education things too, it's not just, hey, we're teaching you guys how to roll. It's, do you have any questions and, and how can we help? Uh, and and that's, that's been a big part of the, the Nova's kind of structure since day one is um, we're here to, to educate and support uh, people. It's not about, oh, l let me upsell you into this because right. um, it's not all about the dollars. It's about the experience so that we can you know, people will come back to us. Right. That, that's the great thing about the cannabis industry. Uh, everybody seems to want to help in, in some way. Uh, you know, there's the, the YEG Grow Night at Orange Hall on Monday that the, the Rosen Bros mm -hmm. uh, introduced us to. I'm going to head over there uh, this coming up Monday to, to check it out. But there's a lot of things out there uh, that are either free or, or really inexpensive that you can learn if you want to grow, if you want to this, mm -hmm. if you, you want to just know about terpenes, things like that. Uh, there are things out there, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll keep uh, we'll keep promoting them here on this show. So Thursday nights, Nova Cannabis uh, stores across Edmonton and, and the area. Yeah, that's right. Uh, between six and seven p.m. Perfect. All right. So Kent County Kush and Indica from Vertical Cannabis. Uh, don't be fooled by the small buds and the small nuts because this <laughs> packs a big punch. Uh, Chris, I'm uh, looking forward to uh, enjoying this about an hour before bedtime tonight. <laughs> Perfect game. Time now for Tools of the Trade. Is, Is this, this a, a dream? dream? The latest and greatest in cannabis accessories. All right, in uh, Tools of the Trade, uh, I'm uh, going with uh, cannabis and tech, uh, the two combining. And this is from uh, an article I found at designfirst.com. Uh, it's talking about the hottest uh, cannabis tech devices uh, for 2019. So we'll, we'll go through the top five here because uh, these are some uh, really cool things. And so there's some other companies uh, that have some of these uh, coming out. Uh, this is from a, a Toronto-based company called Resolve Digital Health. And it's uh, a vaporizer device that uses disposable single-use smart pods. The dosages and effects can be tracked by the patients and the caregivers. Uh, the uh, startup signed several distribution agreements they're hoping to launch in 2019. 
Burnt Designs is also has a, a really cool vaporizer coming out in December as well. You can monitor things on your smartphone. Uh, they'll have a, a pod system as well. So another local company that's coming out with something cool. Uh, this is neat from Lobo Genetics. They're also a uh, Toronto-based company. Uh, they do on-demand DNA testing. So their new uh, hardware device offers you uh, a cannabis experience that they say is safer. It measures a person's ability to metabolize the cannabinoid THC through a simple mouth swab and DNA analysis. They're ramping up to hit the market in 2019. That is actually quite cool. Uh, you can find out how you do with cannabis and it'll, it'll allow you to take a safer approach to your cannabis use. Uh, so that's cool. Wisp, that's uh, a deposable disposable rather pod based vaporizer uh, they're called uh, they're referred to as the Keurig of cannabis consumables uh, so uh, they brought this to market in 2016 and the uh, an ex Keurig executive Dave Manley helped them out uh, so uh, this is basically a simple uh, intuitive device that uh, uses disposable whips wisps uh, so it's a, a bigger uh, vaporizer pod system. Uh, so it's, uh, it, it looks kind of cool. Um, it, it looks big, maybe the picture, but, uh, still an interesting, uh, and there, if they, they go by the Keurig of cannabis, uh, obviously it's going to be uh, a pretty well-functioning device. I like this one, uh, cannabis, uh, cannabis potency analyst device. California based T check, uh, is uh, trying to help consumers understand the potency of homemade cannabis edibles. It's handheld, easy to use hardware device, uses UV spectrum, uh, spectrometry to determine THC and CBD cannabinoid levels in butter, concentrates, oil infusions. So this is pretty cool. Uh, it uh, goes wirelessly, wirelessly transmits the test results to a mobile app via Bluetooth. So uh, you make some edibles or a friend gives you some edibles, you want to test it out and see how potent they are. Boom, there you go. Very cool. And the uh, last one we'll go with is the Seek Medical Selective Dose Cannabis Inhaler. Uh, so they're a, a Tel Aviv-based company and, uh, you know, very uh, big in the uh, medical cannabis industry. Uh, their inhaler um, it's the metered dose vaporizer and it holds 75 vapor chip cartridges that provide consistent 100 milligram cannabis dosages for each inhale. So it's a pharmaceutical grade device. Uh, it's gone through three clinical trials and they're hoping to get into North America in 2019. So uh, just a little bit of uh, cannabis and uh, technology uh, crossing over and some very, very cool stuff on the way when it comes to uh, smart vaporizers in uh, the second season season two coming in december uh, hopefully you guys get all the cannabis devices you want underneath your christmas tree bud dope flower ganja mary jane we all have our own language when it comes to cannabis herb john lennon plant Thai stick, salad. So let's explore another weed word of the day. Samuel L. Jackson, The Hobbit's Leaf, Lady Gaga, 420. All right, uh, weed word of the day is simple. Uh, different slang words or different words. Uh, sometimes we uh, bring you some uh, words and definitions that you may not have heard of. Uh, actual technical terms, um, you know, we went through uh, terpenes and cannabinoids a few episodes back. Uh, today it's uh, uh, weed words uh, when it comes to uh, pipes mostly, uh, like this one, salad bowl. Uh, that's basically uh, when you mix a bunch of different strains into one bowl. That was our, our cannabis question a few weeks back. Do you ever mix strains? I took some Hawaiian and Blue Dream that I had. Blue Hawaii? What a dream. It was awesome. Uh, and I found out that a lot of other people did. I was kind of worried to ask because I didn't want people to be like, oh my God, how can you how can you do that? Now, and I don't do it all the time. Uh, sometimes I just want certain uh, flavors and certain strains uh, to do their magic. Um, but the odd time, uh, you mix it together. So it's called a salad bowl. I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that term a lot more. 
Gandolfing. You know what Gandolfing means? Uh, it's to light a pipe so perfectly that you do not have to light it again. Gandolfing. That is awesome. I have actually have a, a Gandalf. I call it my Gandalf pipe. It's a Cheech and Chong church warden pipe. Uh, one of those really long ones that Gandalf smoked. So uh, maybe I'll practice being a, a Gandalf with my Gandalf pipe. Scooby snack. A Scooby snack is when a, a piece of weed, it just sneaks past the old screen on your pipe. Uh, it happens to me with my vaporizer, my uh, uh, Silver Surfer uh, vaporizer. When I'm riding the wave with that thing, the odd time it gets through the screen. Uh, it's also called a comet, apparently, but uh, a little piece of weed, a little nugget sneaks through, and then you end up with uh, picking it out of your uh, mouth. It's it's not the greatest. Uh, weed Nazi. Yeah, this is an interesting term. Uh, this is basically somebody who's a scavenger. A scavenger smoker is someone who never has weed of their own. But as soon as you smoke it, here they come. Damn! What up, dog? Damn. What's up, dog? Let's get off. Let me get in here, man. What y'all doing? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, it's chilling. I smell it. Let me inhale it. Let me hear some. Scavenger. That's, of course, from uh, Half-Baked. So, uh, yeah, somebody who uh, is the scavenger. They bogart it. They kill the whole bowl without giving anybody a chance. And then the opposite of that is uh, the charity bowl. Somebody has a pipe. They light it up. Then they're offering it out to everybody. You get a hit. You get a hit. You get a hit. As we talked with uh, David Wiley earlier, uh, that uh, apparently, according to Oprah's best friend, Gail, Oprah likes to uh, smoke the tree every once in a while. So that is awesome. L-I-V-I-N. That's what you got to do, Oprah. That's what you got to do. And enjoy the herb for what it is. All right, this has been a fun show. Uh, we... Uh, do have some really cool guests planned uh, for the next couple of shows. We got some great people lined up to come on this program and talk cannabis when it comes to growing and uh, also some uh, interesting uh, characters um, um, when it comes to the cannabis lifestyle. I'll just leave it at that. Thank you so much for joining me on the Cannabis 101 podcast. I hope to see you or hear from you uh, throughout the week. You can do that on my Twitter feed at the Cannabis 101. Have yourself a great week. And remember, it's not just about getting high. It's about getting healthy. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond.